Hello and welcome to the If We Knew Then podcast. I'm Stephen Sachs. And I'm Lori Sachs. And it's February. Liam's birth month. Yes. And I will say this year is so different because in the past, the approaching birthday will signify the annual reports and assessments that mm, come up. IEP. And we are having an, an IEP in a week. Uh, this IEP is for Liam's new school. We talked about that we made this change and we're in this new school. Within the first 30 days, we meet to amend the IEP that was written at his old school to structure a plan, a new plan for Liam. That's why we're meeting and we're going to create a new, a new IEP for him. And, you know, the thing is, is his old IEP is so embarrassing. Like, I'm embarrassed when they have to read it because we, we had such a horrible experience that there's eight pages of notes attached to it. And I have to go in saying, you have to understand that this was the lowest of low that anybody could do to our son. And the great thing is, is everybody that's read that IEP and we talked to, they profusely apologize that we had to go through that. That is something new for what this year. What a new year. feeling for the month. It's a new feeling because there's an acknowledgement. You know, here's the thing. We go through these challenges. And Stephen and I have gone through these challenges at this same school for eight years. And at some point, I think, even though you know it's profusely wrong, there's a part of you, the survival mode that goes... In order to survive this, I have to uh, neutralize how wrong this is that we're experiencing. And once it was over, I started to feel that ramification. I started to have those emotions of we've gotten through it and just very sobering settling of what we'd been through. Yeah, you like self-desensitize. You kind of like numb yourself of all these things because you're trying to just get through it. Right. So then it goes away and, oh, some of those feelings can come back, right? And there's things you had to deal with. Yes. Like once once you signed those papers and came home and I knew Liam was out of that school. No, and I don't even think it was until he attended the first day of his new school because there was that fear of <laughs> yeah. something's going to go wrong. And that's something that is going to go wrong is not something that I had... That had not been a part of my uh, thinking before. I am a perpetual. Yeah, you're not a negative no. type of thought process. I you're, you're, am, you're thinking of the of the, the best outcomes. At, always. At every, yeah. I always have. Mm -hmm. it, it, when I first met you, almost to, so. a, yeah. to annoying. I can say not that. Not to a fault because it's not a fault because I've learned after living with you for 25 years that th this is a great thing I can incorporate in my life. But I can be annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I know like when someone and it's not that I'm detached from the reality of it, but I know that there's challenges and I know that, you know, these challenges in life can be very, very hard. I have lived a lot of that hardness. And so therefore, I don't need you to prove it to me. And uh, what how I've gotten through is 
to find the goodness, to shift my focus. That's how I've gotten through. But I know for a fact that that can be annoying to others, especially if they think that I'm detached from what the reality is. And I'm not. I'm rooted in. I know how bad it can be. But the effect of going through this at Liam's old school had actually changed me. I had been changed. I've been changed so many times that I've, you know, I'd gotten angry and I dealt with that. And then at what I saw was it changed my expectation. It changed what I expected people to do and how I expected people to treat my son. Yeah. Shifting gears to celebrating Liam is the fact that this past week, Liam was in a film that opened at Sundance Film Festival. We had planned a trip, actually. We had planned a trip, but, you know, with the the numbers and Omnicron, it just wasn't wasn't safe, and they made everything virtual, which was nice because then both Stephen and I could watch the film. Having attended the festival, only one of us would be able to because Liam and Sophia would not be able to watch the film because the rating and the content yeah. is not ch- child appropriate. Correct. And watching the film was such a great celebration because we hadn't seen any of it. We had only read the initial script. And I've so thoroughly enjoyed that film. Not for necessarily the reasons that people wrote in their critiques and reviews, although all the good things that they wrote I did agree with. I feel like I saw so much more when I was watching. I feel like I saw things that people missed, like the inclusion, um, it, the diversity, the fact that here's here was our big thing. Liam Socks was in a film, and it had nothing that he was a son in a movie. Down syndrome was never mentioned. Down syndrome is never mentioned, and that's something that we really have have worked towards because part of inclusion is this is our son. Yeah. And what was really beautiful, first of all, it's a film by Lena Dunham, who I knew some things about, but I didn't know her very well. I didn't know her work very well. And she was such a beautiful human and a wonderful delight because, and this is how I'm putting this together. If you're like, where did this come from? I think about how changed we have been from what we, what we experienced. When we auditioned for this film, you know, honestly, Stephen and I were like really hesitant because Down syndrome is very rarely depicted in the way that we view our child. And when people from the outside try to narrate his story, they usually miss the mark. Not always, but usually. Yeah, and that's a concern of how he's going to be seen, but how Down syndrome in general is going to be seen. and It's going to propagate the misperceptions. Yeah, that wouldn't accurately show the value we see in our son and the value to our life and our society. So we were hesitant when you know, when Liam auditioned, but we just, you know, honestly, it was a really great activity for the afternoon because we just all sat down and did it together. Like we do most things and we had fun. It was just fun. Yeah, it was fun. And that was the first step that I will say was a change in the right direction because usually we are so in our head about doing things right. How is Liam going to look? What will people think? How will he be perceived? And, you know, we took the script and we and Liam has a delay in his expressive language. And we're not going to talk about the lack of... No, I am going to talk about the lack of speech support he's received. And, you know, that always... 
makes me think he hasn't received the speech support he needs. They did. They pulled all of his support, so he didn't receive any speech. And then that directly impacts how he's perceived. So, and then he's going to audition for a movie, a big movie, where he he, he needs to talk. But we looked at the script. It was a little, it was intimidating. Some of these words. We did what we always do with Liam, and that was we front loaded and worked on stuff. And Liam did what he always does, and that was amaze us. And it was fun. And we turned it in, and we moved and on, walked away. Yeah. And and we received a phone call that the director, writer, producer would like to meet with us via Zoom. And that was when we found out it was Lena Dunham, and she called us, and it was. She really listened to our concerns. And it made us feel comfortable. Still, there's a fear for me that even if Liam was to do this movie at the in the moment where I was thinking was um, yeah he could he could perform in front of cameras and then what does he look like after like how how is he how is this all gonna come out at the end? Because you edit it and you, and you know the power yeah, of you editing. Can, right? You can edit things. But you were you were um, more willing and I was more cautious. And it's because of as a result of what we'd been through and it was the pandemic and what we were going through, we were going through with supporting Liam, but also, you know, his fight for an education and trying to get his supports and being told one thing and all of those things, all of those things that we go through. And I almost blew it. I didn't trust. Like I went into that situation just on guard and, you know, it was such a trigger when, if one word was said and something else then was said, I remember having this complete anxiety. I was just like, we're not doing it. We're not doing this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to put my son in there. I'm not going to. And and I realized now, and I halfway realized, I had partially realized uh, when I was in it because my reaction was so big. I was reacting to the fight I'd been fighting and not the moment that was in front of me. I was not kind. I talked to some of those people like they were the LRE representative from the school district trying to put my son on an alternate curriculum and pull him from his class in an inclusive environment because that's all I'd known. If someone said one thing and didn't like, that that bait and switch and and it, there was no let me just clarify there was no bait and switch there but if a word lost its consistency or something changed I just your ears perked up uh, my I my ears perked up and I I wasn't kind at all and I almost blew it <laughs> but and, Stephen, that's completely natural yeah it, it is I don't know why I felt a little more comfortable than you but. Um, I remember you reacting and, and then I tried to explain how I felt and why I felt better about it. And we worked together and got, and I think I said, all right, but I'm going to pull him. If I sense anything, if there's something wrong, I'm just, I was very cautious the whole time. You're protective. I mean, it's just your, it's your son. Right. And I was fortunate to be able to apologize and explain myself, but I was not kind to the producers. I was so accusatory. They were very understanding. That's what I want to get at is they were so understanding. They took all of my fears, which may have seemed irrational because they didn't know where I was coming from. And I have to say that 
it doesn't, people on the outside don't understand. And then you explain to them and they're like, I'm so, you know, so many people just say, I'm so sorry. That's what you experience. But they were so understanding. Mm -hmm. They handled us with such love and care. And took all the worries and explained how everything was going to be done. Everything was going to be done. And right. On every, on every level, on production, on COVID, on script, on shooting, on the content of the script that was inappropriate for, you know, like language. There's a scene where, uh, the mom uses language around the son. He was never around. They did it in such a fantastic way. It was so beautiful. That moment was so healing to me because here were these people. And I'm going to tell you, the movie, like what I see in that movie, the movie is about, you know, diversity and and different people's journeys and challenges acceptance. that we have and acceptance and self-acceptance and realization and uh, so many things just beautiful, powerful things. And I will say that our experience with that whole production just was, they were walking the walk because it, yeah, they were. the fact that they don't have experience with what we go through and advocating an awareness is beyond me, but it is that beautiful acceptance and humanity and that's what we always talk about that advocacy is showing up and it's being human and treating each other like humans and this is exactly what we experienced without the the, but it wasn't under the label of advocacy it was under the label of love and humanity well liam's character and liam himself became just kind of a drop in the bucket of an, an inclusion lena created in her entire production i mean it was an all-female department head production. Um, it was a diverse cast and crew. It really coming together of, of of all of us. And that part was beautiful, just being on the set and seeing this. And for Sophia to see like these pow- oh. strong, powerful women. Yeah, that was great. I mean, ev- everything. Everything was beautiful. So this is the film that Liam, Liam participated in. And then we sit back and watch it. And all along... They had said, we are going to let Liam shine for who mm. Liam is. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what they did. They yeah. did exactly what they said they were going to do. And that doesn't always happen. Well, and the thing is, this is something you would do for any actor. If there's a performance, you take the actor's best performances. You, you make them shine as a director, editor, where in the camera. Uh, you, you make everyone look the best they can look in the whole thing. And they, that's what they continue to do with Liam. They, when they, they're making a production, their version of shining is usually a reflection of their perception of down syndrome. Mm-hmm. She captured our perception of our son. She captured who we know our son to be this beautiful, complete, just light in our lives. That's just our son. That just happens to have down syndrome. He, and you know, she never, but they never mentioned down syndrome right. in the movie, which I love that because it's just it's Liam. Well, even critics didn't know, like the, in some reviews. Now I have I've read ninety percent of the reviews, so there's still some articles I have to read. But out of those, one actually refers to Liam as having Down syndrome. Most mm-hmm. of them don't like they and, just and child first, with disabilities or something with a disability, and then they misname the disability. Yeah, but that shows me that there just needs to be like a course where people understand person first, right? And and the correct language to use. The only time it, I accepted it as 
a need for more advocacy and awareness, except if the reviewer was being rude and mean. If that reviewer was being rude and mean, I I just found it so hypocritical that they were judging her on her art in a way that was unkind, yet their ignorance was being shown by the fact that they were using improper language. And actually, some of the ways that they would say it, it's just like, you know, that's, it's people first. And when you did mention rude or negative reviews, uh, to be clear, there was no negativity towards Liam. I mean, there, there was actually very little reviews specific to him. We're just talking about overall for the movie. But um, I think that says something too, that he wasn't reviewed in detail like he just was a person he was, he was just, just part of the cast part of the cast it was so cool it Someone is in so the family. cool yeah. i have to say that that was that was so cool I, I loved this movie just because of its inclusion and its story and it really just showed people right it was non-judgment and full of flawed characters that were human and real, and you found these gems of love and guidance and inspiration where where maybe you wouldn't think that, that that person would be the inspirational key to it all. And that's what I loved about it is that we need to see and accept everyone. We need to encourage and inspire others self-acceptance so that they don't judge themselves so that they can have the fullness of their life and and that's what I see when I see this movie and I see it maybe because through my eyes I also see a movie that neutralized the one thing that society judges my son on the most it's neutral and he's so beautiful no big spotlight on him like that nothing you know? it was like oh he is beautiful oh and he's so he's so good he's so and it was good. just just he's just but he is just beautiful. the son in a family and it's so it's just yes yes and john bernthal and christine froseth and lena those are the three actors that he was with and they were just acting as you support each other right you give to each other and it was Liam was just there with some other actors and it was supporting each other supporting and everybody shined it's the way the world should be it's the way school should be it's, it's, yes. it's all the things we want from all the parts of Liam's life yes and that's what he that was his experience in making this film yeah, he had a good time and it was a gift to see that his Down syndrome was not the focus not that that we deny the Down syndrome it's just so nice to see something be just about Liam because it's about perception and misperceptions and you know it was funny because I was in yoga that same weekend and um there was a person that came in late I don't know if you take yoga but you should not come in late for a yoga class <laughs> made others it move can be disruptive I mean it can be disruptive in, in any group setting you, you should be on time yeah Right. We understand that you can be late. But and also part you're of in yoga, you should probably forget right, that. Right. That's what I was just going <laughs> to say. Part of yoga is like, what am I going to be exposed to and how can I shift and be accommodating? But anyway, this is about somebody came into yoga. They came in late. Other people moved for them. There was you know, this things that so that cause you to just focus on yourself. But then afterwards, they were taking pictures of themselves. Still in the studio. Still in the still in the yoga, and there should be a no selfie rule in a yoga. There shouldn't class. be cameras in there a, should in a be, class. No, yeah. there's mirrors. Yeah. But what it made me think of was here was this girl 
who was, and she was, you know, styling her hair beautifully and moving it to the side. And we know how to take a good selfie, what angle to do the camera. And she was presenting herself in the best possible light and presenting, you know, hashtag yoga all day, or this is sculpt or whatever. Meanwhile, I hope I wasn't in the back because I was a real representation of what you look like at the end of a sculpt <laughs> class. My hair was not pretty. And I was not touting like a, like it, it just. <laughs> Your towel was not dry. No. And, but I just thought that because she did take selfies in several different places and I was just observing in a non-judgmental way, just really observing that she was present taking this beautiful picture and then, you know, hashtag sculpt, sculpting Saturday or whatever. Clearly, I don't hashtag. <laughs> and I just thought that that's what people will see and that's what people will perceive as the reality. Came. That she that she was there early for a class and uh, there she, she slayed yeah, yeah she slayed the sculpt class and look at how great I look and hey, but the selfie is not representing the reality of what happened yet that perception is so important in society what they're perceiving and in that moment I was sitting there watching this person take a selfie and say this is what she's presenting this is what is being perceived but that is not the reality and it's so ironic that it's the opposite of what my life is my life with Liam is so present and beautiful and full of greatness at every turn his speech is coming in because he now finally has a speech therapist who has started to ask questions and actually build a foundation seeing that there were holes where he hadn't been supported before. And because of that, Liam is talking to me. True I think conversations. Some, true conversations. And I, and I think some of you will understand what that means. I can tell you that because I've wanted it for so long. And I've gone through a whole journey of bridging the gap, of releasing expectation, of just being present, of supporting him where he is. And in my heart, there's this want to have a conversation, like, a, you know, where I'm not filling in the blanks, where just a conversation. And it came very much out of the blue. And I realized that he was just talking to me in a way he never had before. But the perception when people see my son is not the reality. The pictures they take, the selfie of my, the picture they take of my son is not the reality, but in the opposite way. And the perception, perception and misperceptions, showing or just being, proving or showing, that's part of this journey. But we sat down and we watched this movie and he talked and had lines and it was eloquent and it was an accurate perception. The representation of him was very true to Liam. That was nice. And so we celebrate that. He's, he's, uh, he's going to be 12 and he's, he's in a movie that opened in Sundance. And that's super cool. What I've been aware of 
now that we have this new beginning at this new school. And what I've said to many of the service providers or administration of the school who who I've had conversations with or asked us questions, especially when the first time they said, we received your IEP and I was embarrassed and I said, I know there's eight pages of concerns, but let me tell you what we experienced and why that's there and why that needed to be there. What I learned from doing this movie and my experience with Lena Dunham and her production company is I can, I can expect the best from people. I can know going into an IEP. I can be based in reality of what a situation may be because of what we've experienced. I can then advocate for the truth. But just because a school district sees my son as something other and tries to minimize the value and potential of his life, that's not the world. I think I started to think that was the world. And my experience with Lena showed me that's not the world, reminded me that people are kind. And you have to give people a chance. When they prove who they are, then you know. But give people a chance to be great, to surprise you, to evolve. That's what we try to do when we're going into this IEP in a week. I feel I feel good, right? Because I don't feel the normal anxiety that we normal that we feel usually going into. I haven't I almost forgot to say I was going to record the IEP and ask for goals ahead of time. And actually somebody the person who reminded me to do that was it wasn't the person that I would have expected to say don't forget to ask for your goals ahead of time, which told me that these people are on my side. On Liam's side. On Liam's side. We try to go into this situation, and what I say is, this is what we came from. This is a new beginning, and we are trying to be as open to that new beginning as we possibly can. We are expecting the best. We know what the worst is. Somebody was talking to us and said, you know, I, I know, you know, you get lemons and this is a really good chance for you to make lemonade out of all the lemons that they've given to you. And we were like, they didn't hand us lemons. They took a bunch of lemons, put them in a bag and beat us with them. <laughs> and we're still, but we can still make lemonade out of those, mm-hmm. those, those lemons. But what I've learned is that I can still be angered at the injustice and I'm especially angered when I hear it happening to my friends and I advocate tooth and nail for them um, with passion. I try to be their strength and sometimes I have to be their anger because I realize that when you're in this fight, anger is exhausting. But to be unchanged in the ways that matter, to not let it take the hope and the love from my heart, where I look at everybody as an adversary and I expect them to bait and switch and lie and try to limit things. I got through that. That's what we came out of. And we can learn and we know what needs to be changed and we can make our voice heard and strong. 
we can use that knowledge to support each other, to let others know if it's happening to them that it's wrong, to stand with them and sometimes up for them. But then in my life, I can go back to seeing people for the beautiful miracles that we all are. I can see their hearts. I can open to their kindness without wondering when it will turn. Because that's what we experienced at that school. And um, it can make you not trust people. It made me not trust people. It made me, it changed me. I was fortunate, we were fortunate for this experience to be able to, for me to be able to see myself and not, you know, I wasn't judged for it. I, I wasn't held to some consequence. I didn't lose anything for being human. It was my, the love of my son, the concern for my son, the want to protect him. So it's been a really great year. And this, this year, as, as it's February, and we celebrate Liam, Liam's birthday and all these great, you know, milestones and, and everything that is him, one of the gifts that I received this year was that insight, that insight of what am I expecting? I know why I expected the worst, but that's behind me. And even if it weren't behind me, it is just those people, that institution. It's not the world. And if I choose my relationships properly, which I do, we are surrounded by such loving, wonderful people. They do not reflect those limiting beliefs. I was given that gift to see myself unfiltered, how I had changed, how I had been changed. I was so fortunate to have experienced it around those strangers, people who were kind and accepting and everything that I hope the world to be, loving, hopeful, non-judgmental. Truly one of the best for everyone. Yeah. And those same people followed through on their promise to let my son shine for everything that he is. And that is such a gift. And after you see it, then you know it exists in the world. And then we can focus on that and try to, to create more of that, to allow more of that. Let that be the narrative. Let it be our story that comes from us. We get to tell it. Liam's a super cool kid. We are blessed that he is our son. And we're we're really blessed that others now get to see Liam, this kid, being him and shining like he does effortlessly in so many beautiful ways. Happy birthday, Liam. And my wish for you is that people will always see you for who you are. Please follow us on Twitter at If We Knew Then Pod, and you can drop us a line on our Facebook page at If We Knew Then Pod. Or visit our website, ifweknewthen.com, to send us an email with questions and comments. And you can join our mailing list there and get alerts of future podcast episodes. All these links will be added to this episode's show notes. Thank you again, and we look forward to you joining us on the next episode of If We Knew Then. Amazon.